Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Mr. Madeover. And I am the lovely co-host, Mrs. Madeover. And today, we have another heater for you today. Um, we actually have someone who can give you a crazy story and who can actually tell you good times and bad times. So... I'm going to have my wife introduce this person because I do all the introductions for the most part. <laughs> so this time, I am going to have the lovely Mrs. Mo introduce our guest. Preston L. Powell Sr. is a native of Columbus, Georgia. In 1991, Mr. Powell accepted his call from God to create World Changes Tabernacle Church. Reverend Powell is a well-known community advocate in the Columbus area. Reverend Powell has served his service includes vice president of Muskogee Clergy Association, Columbus, Georgia, president of Muskogee County Prison Board in Columbus, Georgia, volunteer assistant coach, youth football program, Columbus Parks and Recreation in Columbus, Georgia, and Prophet Powell is the author of several inspirational books. So as you all listen, we will give some Right. <laughs> but we want to welcome Reverend Powell to Made Over Podcast. All right. <laughs> Thank you, sir, for joining. Thank you, sir, for joining us. Um, I know you have a busy schedule, so we are not going to tie you up with too many questions because I know you're <laughs> full of knowledge. Somewhere around here, the title is, you know, From the Pit to the Pit. Which, you know, that's basically from the pulpit mm -hmm. to the barbecue pit. Yes. <laughs> from from flipping souls over to being saved <laughs> <laughs> to now flipping ribs, over, ribs over and saving your appetite. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting fed both ways. So, um, sir, um, I guess one thing I want to, uh, and I always ask people, that this thing that you are into, because I want I want I want to start off with basically pulpit, because okay. in order for us to get to the actual pit master, I know you had to go from the pulpit to this type of stuff. So my thing is, like I always say, you got to have a why mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in anything that you do. So what is your why to push you to? Now I I know the some people get a calling, but they 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 hit that decline button. So what made you actually say, you know, some, yeah, I'll follow them and this is what I'll do. Well, first of all, let me uh, say thank you to you and uh, Miss Mo uh, for being on your podcast. It's always an honor and privilege to come and share mm -hmm. wisdom and knowledge and uh, understanding. Uh, my my adventure in, in ministry uh, started off with the calling. Uh, not only with the calling, but with the acceptance of the calling. And then... I'm not like some preachers say, well, I got, when I got, and of course me, he had to make a brick fall off the top of the roof on the head and stuff like that. Like he, he threatened to kill me. He's going to kill me. He don't use it. So that <laughs> right. That was my platform. Right. But what I did know that there was a, a, a time of a spiritual uh, connection. Mm -hmm. See, I wasn't raised in the church. I wasn't birthed in the church. So we went to church twice a year, Christmas, Easter. And uh, when the preacher would get to speak, I would just go to sleep. Immediately, because when talking about that, so as a kid, right. that was not me, and uh, so that's why I made this gesture. I said, I, I, I don't like church, right? Uh, 
I don't like uh, uh, man-made uh, religion. I, mm-hmm. I like relationship with the Father. So my why is this? Why not me? Mm-hmm. All the people he could have called, he chose to call Pray for Power. He didn't call me prophet. He didn't call me pastor. He called me by my name. Yeah. And uh, I had that uh, moment of uh, encounter with him uh, as an early age from the fifth grade. The Lord had spoke to me as a child about mm-hmm. uh, my future. And yeah. that was amazing because I wasn't raised in the church, so I didn't have that encounter. Mm-hmm. But I remember so vividly, even to this day, my testimony is how the Lord uh, spoke to me uh, in a vision that I actually went into a, what you call a trance. And I saw the Father on the on the on the throne i couldn't see his face but wow. i identified it was been him and there was these other men on the throne all across the stage with him uh-huh. uh, and that I, I that i received a call never told my mother about it and they said they didn't want about it. i just kept to myself uh-huh. but i just thought you know just going visiting different churches uh-huh. all of a sudden i became english with the father that way wow, wow. <laughs> so um what has been your most rewarding um Moment hmm. being in the pulpit, what has been the most rewarding moment for yeah. you? Well, there's been so many, I would say, rewarding moments. Goes back to again, as a child, I was, you know, a, a child of 11, uh, which was 10 surviving. My mother, uh, first daughter, uh, died in, mm-hmm. uh, as a stillborn. And uh, so I'm the baby of the 10, or the baby of the 11. So uh, it became, you know, you know what, honestly, it, it's just like this. To do what God called you to do without any training and do it the right way through his in- empowerment. Yeah. It's a reward. It's being able to say, Lord, I can't take glory. I can't take credit. Yeah. Because of my seminary training. And then I, I, I the 10 seminary at the time, I became, I got involved with a seminary probably about 15 years after being in ministry. Wow. Not, not preaching, pastoring. Mm-hmm. But after years of ministry, mm-hmm. I went and got my associate in biblical studies. And uh, that reason, I believe, was to keep me from being pious or uh, arrogant about uh, my credentials. So yeah. when I ministered, I ministered from the heart. Yeah. There's my platform that, you know, only God can be using this man this time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So and I know. Being able I'm, to speak to God's people on a regular basis and have yeah. something to talk about. I just made up sermons. <laughs> right. Not a call <laughs> sermon. Not an online sermon. Right. Not a word from God. That's reward. Yeah. Right. And on the, and I know for me a lot of time we wait for other people to qualify us, mm-hmm. but yes. you accepted the qualifications from God, and I think that's the separation. Mm-hmm. Like even with knowing, you know, I know a lot of times we look at you know um, who we are, our uh, basically like our what we're inadequate to right. do, and for you to actually do that, it, it speaks volumes. And I guess my my next question would be. Um, what is your goal in ministry? Like, like, what is your ultimate goal? After it's all said and done, what is your ultimate goal? Well, uh, that's I, I appreciate the word uh, ultimate goal because the ultimate goal with limited which is one major goal outcome. Yeah. I have multiple goals. Yeah, of major, they're, they're, they're ultimate because yeah. uh, to 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 be a pastor and what, what we call in today's time. Founder, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, God called you to, to actually establish a church, mm-hmm. and thirty years later, you're still doing it. Mm-hmm. You're still pastoring the same church, yeah. Passing different people because people come and go, right? But you're pastoring the same people with passion, and with the reality that if you didn't do it, 
you have no fulfillment. So mm. my fulfillment is preaching the word of God. So my goal is is to always uh, push the people to that to that close relationship with the Father. Be able to show them that's a better way. Yeah. Now I can preach fire and brimstone, but is that going to change the heart? Mm. Or I can preach fire and brimstone with compassion and passion that can transform the heart because we live in a time where people uh, you got to know how to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, can't be the old method. Hell, you don't. Hell, you go. Hell, you do. So it got to be well. <laughs> this is what the word says. Yeah. But this is the option you have because if the father doesn't force himself on no one. Why would I? So my right. goal is, mm. is to motivate and train people, which is my motto: is to teach and preach a simple gospel that all can live by. Yeah. So mm-hmm. from the smallest to the oldest, you can say, "Hey, I remember when Pastor Power said this. I remember when Prophet said this, and my life has been uh, transformed to this what it is today because he set goals for me." Uh, right, yeah. I, I do a thing called uh, in training my leaders. Uh, it's called a process. And when that consists of it's helping them to process their daily activities through the, through the week. Yeah. To be able to go back and say, I did accomplish this. So not only do I set goals for myself, I set goals for my for the parishioner. I'm mm. going to be. <laughs> Got you. And I think that. Um, just listen at you saying like you, you're one of your things is to just teach a simple gospel. And so from hearing your messages, it is very simplistic. It is just straight forth. Um, it's not all the, the hooping and howling, howling you know, it works, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so it's not all of that. But then the, I think my favorite part is when I, when I listen to your messages, um, is the applications that you do. Um, I think it's very rare that at the end of your messages, there aren't applications. You always give, um, you know, whether they're listeners or whether they're members, you always give them something to apply to their life. Yeah. And it's simple things. It's just, okay, well, then now you're going to do it or you not, you're not going to do it. So it's taking the scripture and then teaching them how to, to, how to break that down. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that some people kind of lack because they don't know what to do now. I have the scripture. Now, what do I do after this? So, um, I definitely want to say that is one thing that I have noticed about you is that in the pulpit, you are breaking it all the way down to where it can be understood on either level. Like you said, from the youngest to the oldest. And I think it's good that the amazing thing about that is, uh, I wasn't trained to do that. It, It was just a part of what, I said to myself, it got to be some tools to be applied to the message. Mm. I don't believe a sermon. I believe in a message. A sermon mm-hmm. is something that you outline, draw, and you've already uh, critically put it together and, and you read it. Mm-hmm. But my, my sermon is not like that. It's an outline, but it's not. I'm not reading it. I, right. I read the yeah. scriptures. Got you. And I expound on, on what the scripture means. And mm-hmm. then after the scripture, read it. Well, in the common sense of the text of the scripture, you see there are things that are be that are applicable. So how are you gonna apply them? It's that you gotta pull the nugget and put it in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here and then they can mimic that because I tell you get saved, but how do you get saved? Right, I, I right. You, so what, what do I have faith. to do? How do you walk by faith? I tell right. you, trust the, how, do you, how do you trust God? How? You gotta have some application. Right. To do this. So this is one of the unique things that the Lord has, I say, downloaded into my my heart and my soul. Is to give the people direction. Mm-hmm. What happened on the Mount of uh, trans, uh, Transfiguration? Jesus uh, experienced something. He shared it with the disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go back to when uh, Moses went to the mountaintop to have that moment with the Lord, he wrote out the application of the Ten Commandments. So if right. God did that through the Scripture, then we 
uh, I, I would say we facilitators of the gospel. Mm-hmm. We have to also have something make it applicable for the people to live by. That way, they'd be without excuse to say, well, I didn't know when it's been applied by the sermon. Right. And the sermon applies to the time that we live. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's Chris, right. There's no excuse. Right. Because then mm-hmm. you can't say, well, he ain't telling me. He ain't telling me what to do. <laughs> like, it, it's like you're literally giving an instructional manual. Right. Step one, step two, step three. If mm-hmm. you was to, which, which I think would be an uh, awesome book, of taking all of your uh, applications that you come up with, mm-hmm. put in just yeah. the, these, these are guidelines right. to basically living right. Mm-hmm. These are tools that you can use. Uh, that would be a good book. But <laughs> <laughs> and think about it. If, if you look at it, it's got one chance. If you look at it, that it is uh, what people need. Right. To make it, typically yeah. you're educated. So if you don't get applicable things for your children, how are they yeah. gonna learn? They're they're not. You know, go read the book and learn. What <laughs> right. I'm to learn. <laughs> right. So that's why uh, the, the calling has been such a unique calling because every application applicant I, I give, the Holy Spirit is given to. It's prompted to me. I'm in the middle of my sleep, middle of the night. The Holy Spirit wakes me up and say, "No, write this down." Mm-hmm. And uh, I write it down. I look at the message and I and I go back over it. I, 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 I I find too this my, my, my messages because yeah. I'm really sure when I speak that it's gonna be applicable to the people. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna preach about Clint Cotton. I'm people like King Cotton no more. They got machines that do that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't see you know, how I rode the buggy to the to the uh, to the uh, to the church uh, to the church or to the school. No, I, I, I drive infinity. Right. So, so so I can't give you application of things that doesn't apply to the present state. Right. That's why. The message cannot be a sermon. It has to be a message from the messenger mm-hmm. that gives it to the messenger to deliver. That's yeah. so good. Man, that's good wow. stuff. I know there 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 are definitely goods mm-hmm. and there are bads mm-hmm. of ministry. Can you explain in both di- I mean dynamics of, of of your experience? Um well the good has always been to be able to be used by the father. The bad is that sometimes being used by the father is not always Appreciate it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the goods I, I deliver a message, but now we appreciate it for the message that, that came from the messenger. Yeah. So, uh, but if I, I wrote my first book, it was titled "The Good, the Bad, the Ugly of Ministry." Yeah. Now this is amazing. I've never been an author in the book. Never been a writer. I was in Germany on an assignment. Uh, that was my first assignment out of the country, uh, and I was to preach that morning. The night before I left. I wrote the whole book in eight hours. Wow. What would it took months? My editor, she said, how long you been writing this? I said, I wrote it overnight. She said, ain't no way in the world. I said, yes, ma'am. And all she had to do was do a little fine tune of mm-hmm. grammatical criminal correction. I'm a country boy. I just say, I speak as I talk. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, my daughter, Sunshine, keep me from looking stupid. But, um, and I can appreciate that. But, I wrote the book in one night, but it was so much that I experienced in ministry mm-hmm. that I could tell the story from behind the scene. Not yeah. behind the scene, but in the scene. Wow. Yeah. Because I was there when that word uh, infidelity committed, mm-hmm. uh, adultery committed. I was there when people would lie on each other. I was there when people was in practice in Belgium. See, I, I was in the middle of that, meaning I witnessed it for myself, but it did not turn my heart from God. It kind of gave me a different perspective about everybody in the church and I say that's mm-hmm. the reality because when I go to church when I finally did go to church for real for real right uh 
I realized that everybody didn't love the Lord like I did. Mm-hmm. It was when the Holy Spirit told me, he said, this is the good part, this is the bad part, this is the ugly part. The good part is uh, I love everybody. Mm. The bad part is everybody don't love me back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And, wow. and the ugly part is that it's just the way it is. Wow. Mm. Wow. So we've talked about the pulpit. Come on now. But there's another pit. My Lord. That you like have your hand in and you devil around. So tell us about how you went from the pulpit to the other pit that you have (laughs) over here. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting because I've always had this passion for cooking. I mean, my mother was a cook, great cook. Uh, In fact, uh, all my cooking experience came from watching her. Her and I would sit down at the uh, and shed peas in her bedroom. We'll shed mm. the peas and we'll, we'll cook a few. We'll cook and I watch her. I just I just never watch her. She never taught me verbatim like my application of the scriptures and sermon. Gotcha. <laughs> I just I just I just cheat watch her. You know I just learn them all. <laughs> and I remember my brother. He was the one who cooked the, the ribs for the uh, uh, family uh, get together. And boy, they were really be charred. I mean, I say charred. <laughs> color my shirt <laughs> and I mean I, I learned it, uh, uh, not to appreciate uh, 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 liquid what do they call that stuff uh, the lighter fluid no it's just the, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's beef jerky oh mm. those were the first beef jerkies reels wow. I ever had in my life and I said this can't be right <laughs> oh you know? no and, uh, so but even I learned from watching him what not to do what not right. to do so so over time, I, I, I kept on cooking. I, when I first started off, you know, I'm like the average person, you know, uh, you know, don't do the best at it. But I kept doing it. I kept being consistent at that. It got better and better. When I was feeding people for free, then I woke up with my spray. I'm feeding people for free. <laughs> I get paid for this gift. <laughs> now I went scripture. The gift give without a call, without <laughs> repentance. And I thought about, you know, the women's word of his heart. So if I'm, I'm going to cook, but at least get paid. Me. Right. And, um, but yeah. I kept doing it, and then it got better and better, and then I became a very, uh, uh, very strategic about what mm. I do. I became intentional. Mm. I tried this. I tried. That. I would buy an equipment, then realize it's going to be used for today's time. Mm. I, I got equipment for my business about ten years ago. Wow! I, it, you know, cause I, I didn't, I didn't see myself actually starting a business, but I always wanted to do this, but I didn't know how I was going to do it, mm-hmm. and and I, I just got to one one day. I woke up. Every day I wake up, but the day that I did wake up that time, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to start, a, I'm going to get my food truck. Wow. And I pronounced that food truck for 10 years. And, all, and one day, as y'all know the story, it, popped, it didn't pop up, it manifested. Right. But through the manifestation of it, I already been prepping for it. Mm-hmm. I already got, I already got the, 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 the recipe down right for the mm-hmm. uh, uh, barbecue sauce mm-hmm. that I created. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to uh, look at the, the, the ribs when it's time to uh, to do the, the the turn with them and how to stuff like that, not turn too many times because you yeah. took too much time not to overthrow overnight season. So, so many things I was learning, yeah, as well as YouTube. <laughs> I was YouTube <laughs> too, but I perfected what I learned. So, that's right. nothing new on the sun. So, what I've done is actually perfect what I've learned. What others are doing, I just feel hmm. better. Wow. So, how long have you actually been in the barbecue? Because I, I know you're, I, I know you're just now starting off, but. Mm-hmm. From that prepping time, because I know I, I call it prepping time, like up to this mark of you actually being in, like how, what's that gap? How long was that? The gap between actually the actual food truck 
probably was 10 years. Mm. Wow. Easily, if not more because, uh, and the thing about, I, when I wanted food truck, I never seen a food truck. I just said, I want a food truck. Right. <laughs> I mean, I never really saw one. I just said, man, I like having a food truck with that. In my mind, I vision what it would look like. And when I really saw one, I said, man, that's exactly what I envisioned. Mm. And uh, so it was like that time frame of being prepped for the prepping, I was already being prepped, unbeknown to me. So in other words, he doesn't, the host doesn't just lead and guide you to all truth about the gospel. He leads you to guide you to truth about how to operate in your craft. Right. So in my hand. God told Moses, he had Moses a question. He said, Moses, what's in your hand? And Moses had a step and God said, use it. So sometimes we have the gift in our hand, we just not using our hands. Wow. Your delivery, your your talent, your gift, your experience will always come through your own hands, mm. not God's. Good stuff. Wow. Man. What has been your most rewarding thing about being in the barbecue pit? Mm. Uh is enjoying people, watching people eat my food and enjoy it. Uh, seeing their faces and you know, you know, as many people know, I, I always go live talking about the pit master. If you're looking, <laughs> you ain't looking. <laughs> so, and that became my slogan, and that slogan just took off. And from that, I, I, it's like I have fun doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So my reward is when people write a review, how good it is. And mm-hmm. people write a review, you know, hey, they they got a chance to, to meet the pit master himself because I, just like as a pastor, I don't social distance myself from the people. I don't try to pretend like I'm this great. Uh, prophet and uh, I'm too annoying for you to come around me so I don't greet y'all because y'all gonna steal my virtue my head <laughs> to the null. I want to shake hands with folks. Right. And uh, so and it's like when I was called to ministry first thing I said to the to the father Lord that you call me I need to be me. Mm-hmm. I can't do this well my brothers and my sisters Damn. we gathered in his preciousness. See, by then I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I know the Holy Spirit's tired. He didn't call me to do that. So, and the Lord told me, He said, you "No, know, you be you. Yeah, be you in this. What in this? In, in my in the assignment. And then the same way I feel like, the same way I'm friendly in the business. I mean, the ministry. I should be friendly with my business because yeah. they're like a pit master, a chef coming out and greet the people. Mm-hmm. And so they have that that awe moment. I got you to meet the pit master. Yeah, so that's yeah. what we when people say, oh, I took a picture with the pit master. You know, we're social distance because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Keep your mask on. Keep it, Stay your distance, yeah. honey. I think it's good because it's like uh, like meeting the person who crafted everything. Meeting the person yeah. who mm-hmm. took time out to prepare this food. It, it, it shows that you are, number one, a people person. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you have the heart for the people, not only in ministry, but also the appetite, right? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. I feel like that when it comes out to the business, my motto is one hundred percent satisfaction. Mm. If you're not one hundred percent satisfied with what I produce, you let me know. We'll make it right. We can't make it right. We we'll give you money back. That's it. There's no argument because as a, a cook, as a, as a chef, or a pit master, some sometimes you sometimes you're hot, sometimes you're not. <laughs> but most of the time I'm hot. I'm on point. <laughs> when I'm not on point, it becomes a challenge. But other than that, <laughs> you know, it ain't the pit master's fault. <laughs> but but we always make it right, and people are odd because I tell them that I, I, I'm that confident in what I do because I literally I literally pray daily mm-hmm. as a vision. God give me wisdom mm-hmm. give me guidance on what to do so when i come up with a new um a menu to food to the me it's called the whole spirit and give it to me because mm-hmm. you, you like that's religion no it's not it's called relationship mm-hmm. right okay yeah yes yeah, that's new on the sun but everything is new to us but that's new on the sun god already put it in there so 
I look at it so it goes back to this again. I'm very passionate about the gospel. I'm very passionate about the business. Mm-hmm. And I'm very passionate about people. I'm a people person. That's why I have a ministry and I have a business. I'm a people person. Call me PP. People person. People person. PPP. The pit master people person. I was just about to say. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. The pit master that love people. Um, yes, yes. And I think that that's the one thing um, that is so unique is that you're able to still do what you love, be around people, you know, teach Mm. and cook and still be able to reach the masses. So you're speaking to, you know. Mo is is teasing you, but you're speaking to the soul and feeding them, yeah. you know, the the food that they need for their soul, and then you are feeding them in the natural, in the belly. And if you had no ribs, you better get you some. Please, but <laughs> but I think that's the the one thing that most of us don't do. Like you said, the the gift you have it, but how are we utilizing it? And so you've been gifted to. Um, be a people person and then on um, both aspects of it the thing that you have been called to do and then the thing that you desire to do you're still able to work with the people and yeah. I and and that seems like the big bulk of you know what I'm gathering from the pit to the pit is it's still no matter what it's all about the people yeah yeah and, and that part about being consistent mm-hmm. consistency is always doing it the right way. Yeah. yeah. Now, there's, there's always time for, you know, uh, adjustment. But the relationship is important. You know, if you go to Chick-fil-A, you got the same type of treatment. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter how bad a person may have a day, but they're still going to treat you with a Chick-fil-A model. Yeah. I believe with my, the business and with the ministry, we treat people the way we want to be treated. Right. I'm not going to give you a product that I won't eat myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, well, yeah, that's true. I would not. There are some products that I cook I won't eat. But it's not because I don't want to eat it. It's just not my thing. Like, I don't like brisket. But mm. I'm the best brisket pitting master in the state of love. Show enough. Show And the <laughs> crazy thing about this, about the, about the, uh, the brisket, it's a very uh, tedious type of uh, uh, process to cook a brisket. But self-taught. That's that's part of the gift. Self-taught. I'm able to do it. The first brisket I cooked, it was just, it was right for the first time. They got better and better. Right. So that means if you can cook a brisket, if you can cook a prime rib, Man, you can cook a whole cow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get this man a cow. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it, because I'm passionate about this thing, guys, I actually took time to study the different uh, uh, meat cuts of, of the uh, of the cow. Mm. And we come out to the primes, two, three, it's four types of brisket. That's a, what you call a Wagyu brisket. That brisket called about $15. Uh, I've that's heard of that. Brisket. And uh, that's a special raised cow from the day time is born to the process of his uh, 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 being butchered. He's actually treated like a human, really, wow. that, that particular mm. cow. And then you got your, what you call your prime brisket, which is your average brisket of the top of the brisket that people would buy for holiday. Mm-hmm. But we, that's the only brisket we, we sell. And then you got your choice brisket. And then you got your, your select. So you take the, the three components of the brisket, the, the prime outside of uh, 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 a ragu, that's the ragu brisket. It's a whole cow, and not a ragu brisket. It's the whole cow. It's ragu, made with race. But the average uh, purchase cow uh, take that whole line of its side, that top part where the, the cow is moving. Mm-hmm. That's the part is working the muscle where it's gonna be lean. Mm. Uh-huh. When I get to the milk session, that's the choice. It just is it's good, but it's, 
it's good, but it's not just good, but it's good. And then it's the last, it's the bottom part. That's gotcha. that's the what well, the catfish be, you know, <laughs> doing that job. However, but I can take a choice, I can take a select, and I can take a prime, and and you will not know the difference. Wow, awesome, awesome. That is amazing. So, um, what is the, as I said, with the uh, ministry? Mm-hmm. What is your goal? My goal for the ministry again goes back to this: to preach and teach a simple gospel that all can live by. That that's the goal. In other words, you know, no fanfare, no fluff, just mm-hmm. set people in motion, create sons and birth sons and daughters for the gospel. Because the day will come, I won't be here no more. So mm-hmm. the legacy will be that he set things in order, he trained the people to do well. Mm-hmm. And that's if that's gonna be a goal, that, that'll be the goal. That mm-hmm. after I leave this place, <clears throat> my successor will not only do what I've done, but do better. <clears throat> what about in that uh, pit master? What about what, what, what's the ultimate goal in that? But that between you and Chandler, <laughs> uh, it, it's the same thing. You know, I, you know. If you all remember, I, I was preaching from the pulpit one day. And I said I like to I, one day be part of the the, 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 the the corporate world where we pay taxes and, and create jobs. I should just say create jobs. And I said love the taxes, part of <laughs> but create jobs. Yeah. That that way uh, we become a franchise. Chief A and McDonald's start off, and McDonald's start with. with a, Two brothers named Mac, the last name was McDonald. Mm-hmm. They sold they they basically sold they they, they name uh to um uh <clears throat> the present owner, uh, which he's you know, he's no longer crawl crawl. And that's how that business transition and it, it still got the arch, but right. the arch improved. Mm-hmm. And it started with one restaurant. Well, Chipotle started one restaurant and they got restaurants all over the country. Mm-hmm. So what is preventing image touch barbecue industry, there you go, industry from being mm-hmm. a new lifeline. Right. Wow. So it's like being a visionary and you see uh, this is good now let me try the next let me mm-hmm. get my second truck let me get my third truck let me get my fourth truck and then i train uh my son mo and chandler and uh, uh brother bernard uh and brother Reggie and they uh, know how to how to operate the business so mm-hmm. they can be a front part of the franchise mm-hmm. and, they, and it lives on if your if your vision goes to the grave with you mm. you didn't have a vision wow that's good this it it was a dream wow wow that's real good explain the difference between dream and, and, and vision. vision yes to, to the people a who dream don't understand one one has a desire uh, uh, uh insight on something but the vision when it becomes a reality mm-hmm. because you can dream unless the dream transition to a reality of a vision to be a visionary you have to be a dreamer. To be a dreamer, you have to be have vision. So they both work together. But if you just had a dream, and you didn't put forth the vision side of it, then it just was just was a dream. Wow. So if I Lord took me home tonight, God forbid, but if He does all is well. World change would still operate. Wow. Yeah. It's God's work. Right. Yeah. Touch still had a potential to operate because I already trained uh, my son them right. how to do the business. Now right. it'd be up to them to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's real good. So for um for pastors, what yes. advice would you give them within our current, you know, the COVID and all of that? What advice or what encouragement would you provide to pastors to continue to fight this, you know, fight this good fight of faith? To do what we've been called is to uh, 
uh, teach men and women of God. Teach, be fishermen of men. Teach the people how to uh, manage their emotion, their energy, uh, find a way to stay connected to the, to the members. You can't connect to every member. The amount of people we got, I can't, there's no way I can call every member every day. Uh, but I have a system in place where they have opportunity to to interact with me, such mm -hmm. as, you know, the, what we call the process note. Mm -hmm. They fill out the process note, they send it back to me. I look at it. Now I know what condition they're going through, they're in, what position they're facing at this moment. I'm able to minister that area accordingly. So every pastor should have to have a heart for the people. Mm -hmm. a heart for the people, that means you're going to give yourself to the people. So what, what I know it's kind of a little more than you asked, but what the pandemic really did for the church it was it exposed its hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. It exposed where uh, really someone didn't have nothing to say anyway. Wow! Uh, yeah. And some of them weren't even called. It, mm. it just it was a good idea. It was a job opportunity. It was a place of employment. And because when you're in a pandemic, which we've never not been in a pandemic, we've always been in a pandemic. Yeah. Some form or another. Right. You know, you're a slave. That's a pandemic. You don't have a job. That's a pandemic. Right. Yeah. If you vote, that's a pandemic. You're poor. <laughs> right. If you're homeless, that's a pandemic. Right. So we always have been in a pandemic. Right. But in this pandemic, it really was an eye opener. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I want to share with every pastor is if you've been called, these are the ones that have been called and chosen. Keep doing what you're, you're doing, but make sure you're doing it for God. Mm, yeah, that's good. And what would you say to a person who's trying to strike out into business and really trying to step out there and do this thing? What are your encouraging words for them? Count the cost. Count mm. the cost. Uh, and I apply that scripture in the Bible says that no no man builds a house without counting the cost. In other words, know that's a price of the material. That's a price of your time. That's research. You know, just don't jump out to me, jump out my, out my faith. No, that's called faith foolishness. But when you jump out by faith, that means you already did your homework. Mm. Before we started the food business, we already did our homework. Mm -hmm. we, already, we went through the process of uh, what it took to, to get certified. We uh, we went through the process of being able to get the uh, business license. So mm -hmm. it wasn't like just go to some business, like go start your business. No, you gotta you gotta do your homework right. to yeah. make sure that's what you're gonna want to do. Because once you once you step out, it's out. Right. You know, I remember when it looked to a point like, man, like this thing not gonna come to a close because. Nothing seems to be working. It's working, but it's not working. Yeah. You think you're making progress. You ain't made progress, <laughs> but you made progress. Right. And it became a test. So I would tell any person that has a business idea, do your homework first and count the cost. Now, the count the cost don't mean negativity. It means make sure that you prep it. It, it cost me rather $100,000 to get the business going. Wow. That I'm, I'm still paying the debt. And right. I got, went and got... I'm talking about my own account. Let's do this. Right. No, no. Credit <laughs> card, personal loan, fees, so on, everything. You know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, but it was it was a sacrifice we made. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, when you have to literally take your savings, you take uh, your, your 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 retirement, and you put it into a business, not knowing overall the outcome of it, but you trust God. That's faith. When I started, mm -hmm. when the world change was started, I don't like to say I because it was God's work, but I was the first one. To invest the first $25,000 into the ministry. Wow. Meaning, I bought the land mm -hmm. at the time and uh, paid, paid the land was debt free. The only thing we had to pay was the mortgage with the building. That's why I believe in generational wealth mm -hmm. on the land. Don't worry about the building on the land. Don't worry right. about the house on the land. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's what I would tell anyone. If you feel like God called, if you not that God called, if you feel that's your desire to do whatever business that you want to step out and do, do the homework, do your research, talk to people that are in the business, 
Uh, don't try to be a ball one wonder, uh, ball wonder. Just don't try to be an island. Yeah. Don't try to prove anything. Seek the wisdom of those that have done. And mm-hmm. get you a good mentor who's going to really mentor you and not try to hold you back. Wow. That's good. That's very good. That is awesome. And we will also put all location information. Right. I know you are open on every Friday and Saturday. Yes. Could you give us the address Sundays. of where you at? The Lord's name. No. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't open. <laughs> <laughs> Had a guy call me today. Oh, you're open. I looked at it like, I, if, I, if you could have saw my face, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know we ain't open. <laughs> you should say it's Chick Fil A. Friday, Saturday. With the with the future possibility of the business being a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, right now, I'm not interested in doing a five day work. I didn't. I didn't come part time minutes to do part time work. No, mm-hmm. this is my passion. This is my this is my dream come to pass to the vision. But the ministry is far first and first most foremost. Mm-hmm. Got you. Now, where is the? Well, I know they can't go to the church yet. Give us the address of the church and your also location of the business. The church address is 12401 Alta Vista Drive uh, here in Columbus, Georgia. Uh, and the business address is 5150 Hamilton Road. So one of the locations you can find. Yeah. <laughs> uh, once, once the doors of the church open up, uh, I will feed your soul. And uh, on throughout the week, if you want some good soul food, we'll feed some food, food for the soul. For the yeah. for the for your for your soul. And that same one. Both same one, food, same way. Soul, soul food. All the same. Either way you're gonna get full. Walking away full. <laughs> you're gonna be full. And you're this, gonna be stripped to be full. <laughs> and this has been an awesome yeah. conversation. This is your local, local pit master. Yes. Um as you say, and pastor, and pastor. Yes, so he can shepherd you and feed you. Yes, he can, both spiritually <laughs> and physically. Lead you to the <laughs> Lord and lead you to some good food. So, um, like we always say around about this time, keep God first, and the rest will be added. Thank you for joining us.